Hail cheaters. Welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast live on YouTube for the first time. I don't think we've, because we've done a couple pods for our Patreon supporters live, haven't we, Brandon? But I think this is the first time we've actually done a proper, unless you count, you know, FPL After Dark is like non-canon, right? That I, I would consider that like one of those Star Wars movies. Oh, uh, sure. I, I'm like, thinking more yeah. of Baywatch Nights. Do you remember Baywatch <laughs> Nights where they tried to get David Hasselhoff like a job as a private investigator yeah, yeah fpl uh, yeah. after dark for for the true fans they, they can find that <laughs> on our youtube channel but yeah this this episode as you'll hear on our audio stream is our effort yep. to kind of do simultaneous audio and video so you can go and watch this episode on our youtube channel youtube.com at always cheating all right well here we go so uh without any further ado brandon game week 24 nine tenths of the way through um and one of the fun things about doing this live for the first time is that you and i have very little to complain about i mean maybe that's that's it's more fun for us than i think for the listener i actually think it's more fun when when especially i have like a serious gripe to to get off my chest but a bone to right pick. now i'm feeling yeah right now i'm feeling pretty good not as good as you i would say i feel like you've had what is shaping up to be your best game week of the season so far, would you say? Yeah, my game week rank is 598K, so that's up there. If you compare that to... Lower than I would have expected, honestly. Yeah, I I wonder if it was really the Gabriel goal that went against me. But if you go back and look at all of my historic game week ranks through the rest of the season, the closest I've got was uh, 559K in game week 20. So if Cole Palmer does well against Crystal Palace tomorrow night, then I could beat that. But the fact is, I was telling you, Josh, earlier, I've had a couple of okay game weeks recently, but that where I have been sort of circling the drain of 1 million overall is what matters is what you do next. And the special thing for me about game week 24 is it feels like uh, a game week in which I've done the next thing. Uh, okay. uh, I've, I've cracked into the top 1 million overall rank, uh, according to fplgameweek.com, is 851K. So, yeah, I, I am ecstatic. Now, of course, we have to have some of those gripes that you mentioned, Josh. <laughs> I, you barely even finished the word <laughs> ecstatic before the of course came out. It was like it, it might as well have been like like a like that you put a little end dash in there, Brandon, just to like go right yeah. right into the nines. Yeah, not an ellipses. <laughs> it is it is an end dash. So, but but have you ever seen this? Like I got a, uh, attacking returns from all three of my defenders, but like with Botman. Uh, the only return then he gets is his assist at three points. Now that's better than Dubrovka owners. I accept that. And then Trent mm-hmm. Alexander-Arnold gets his assist to start the scoring for Liverpool. And he ends on four points with the halftime yeah. substitution. And then Saliba gets the scoring started for Arsenal. And I think finally I'm clawing back what I lost against Gabriel owners a couple of weeks ago. And then Gabriel goes and gets his own goal <laughs> So all of that so territory funny. was it, gone. It shows our our relationship that when the Gabriel goal was scored, even before I celebrated, I actually did think to myself, "Oh, Brandon's going to hate this. Like <laughs> it's going to be so annoyed that Gabriel yeah. uh, scored here." I mean, uh, I mean, you I, can't you well, can't blame weird, us. It was a weird you? one too. No, of course not. I would yeah. I would have been exactly the same way. The weird thing about that goal was the cameraman got the wrong player. Yeah, right? Kai because Havertz the goal, was in they the showed Kai Havertz running down, and then suddenly you see Gabriel doing the like he's like on his knees like pumping his arms you know like and i was like oh wait who actually scored on this goal (laughs) 
Yeah, Gabrielle is not, and I, I, is not celebrating like that. Of Kai Havertz is the one who scored the goal, <laughs> yeah. and I think yeah. it, Gabrielle's celebration was emblematic of FPL in that moment because I I felt this energy coming from Gabrielle that he was celebrating that he didn't want his buddy Saliba having one mm-hmm. over on him in the locker room. He wanted to be yeah. the center back who scores goals. And by it him, was such a crazy, such a crazy first half. It was one of those, like, you know, it's like the fool me once shame on me. And it was like, I, I don't know. It was like, give me 26 set pieces. And eventually like, we're going to score. Right. It was like, yeah. they just kept giving them goal or, you know, corner kicks and set pieces. And like, inevitably they were going to score. God, you just can't, no matter how good, like no matter how poor a team is on scoring goals and set pieces and Arsenal's, like I don't, I don't actually don't know where they land. I would, I would assume kind of like middle of the pack, honestly. But um, yeah, but it was like you know, eventually it was like they they just got too many chances to score. Um, so yeah, and so I think that one I, I felt good about that game week too. I or I mean about that match. I uh, you know we both have Saka, and so for him to get a brace, it kind of I felt like he was kind of getting to that like. Remember like a couple years ago when Harry Kane was in this zone where he was consistently getting attacking returns, but they were in the like six to nine point range yeah. every single time. And right. like when Saka scored the second, I was like, Oh, right. Like, like it's possible for him to have like a 15 point return. And so that, you know, that felt really good. Um, and even, even though his ownership's high enough, I mean, if you go to live FPL or any of these places I and mean, you can see that um, it was still very helpful, right? I mean, that 20, 25%, I mean, when there's a lot of parity that, that can make a huge difference. Right. And I yeah. certainly saw a, you know, rank jump as a result of that. And going into this game week, a lot of people felt they were under pressure to get in Diogo Jota and Saka just yeah. be like, to your point, he just wasn't getting those high ceiling returns. And I think a lot of managers would have dumped him for that reason. And you have like Cole Palmer to play against Palace on Monday is less likely to be transferred out just because he's such great value. So yeah. I, I wonder, like I see in our personal mini league uh, with our, with our pals, I was up to like 50% ownership on, or at least I was getting 50% of Saka's points, yeah. which is really quite good for a premium yeah. asset at this level. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, why don't you share your screen, though, Brandon, just because oh, you yeah. take advantage of this, yeah, okay, <laughs> this opportunity. All right, here we go. <laughs> so uh, here's my – There's you can actually see this is interesting where I started game week one at 865K, and uh, I, I'm shaping up to be around 850. So this could be my best overall rank at the end of this game week since we started the season, which is really great. So uh, 77 points is where I'm at right now if you want to add in the Saka. Plus two. Yep, yep plus two for, for Saka. Now here you see my, my the murderer's row of defensive attacking returns. Botman with the assist. And Newcastle's issue, obviously, is that they cannot keep the goals out. So you really have to have Shar right now if you're going to – well, actually, Trippier, yeah. honestly, is is the guy to have. I just don't really see yeah. how he works three, in the budget. Three goals for Shar though, in the last three I know. matches. Yeah. Kind of insane. Yeah, so I guess he's probably he probably has more points than Trippier over the last month. I mean, certainly he does. But I, uh, Leno with three points I think was a pretty, pretty decent haul for a goalkeeper this week. My condolences to all Areola starters – uh, who yeah. he ended Ariola up slash Dubrovka. I, yeah. you know, it's funny because I, I don't know if I've made an in-season goalkeeper transfer in 
probably multiple years. I mean, honestly, like maybe, maybe I did it, you know, as a result of like an injury or something like that, but, um, I hadn't made like an actual like rage transfer for a goalkeeper yeah. uh, in a long time. And I, I basically did that with, um, I moved Flecken out for Dubrovka maybe seven or eight weeks ago. And it just only further goes to show that it's, you just should not be messing around and wasting transfers on, or, you know, wasting transfers on yeah. goalkeeper transfers because it is, it is really worked out poorly and Flecken keeps, I don't know, it must be like maybe his third clean sheet of the season uh, and away to Wolves. And I actually don't even know if I would have started him. I probably would have talked myself into starting Areola if I still had him. Um, but, you know, he got the 10 point perform- performance in the Man City match as well. And it's just, there's, are there any good goals? There was actually a question from, um, someone in the discord about whether there are any good goalkeeper options this season. And it is really hard to find one. Right. And, and you sort of, because you're talking about attacking returns from defenders, but you know, you just even look at this weekend, right. There were three teams that had like a fairly good shot of keeping a clean sheet, uh, man city, um, arsenal and, um, and Liverpool and our arsenal were, were a little lower than that, but you know, Liverpool conceded and, uh, I, I, Man City didn't actually, although they um, they had a couple they had a couple of big chances. There was an offside goal, um, and I I like but when that there were, I don't remember this the, the offside goal late, but I was like yeah, oh of Beto. course like mm-hmm. I was like of course of course this is going to happen, but uh, they they did not. But they have their own problems, which is it's almost the reverse problem where you can maybe get a clean sheet from their defenders occasionally, but you can't get any kind of attacking returns, right? right? And now that Kyle Walker is this sort of risky asset, right? Like it's just unclear if he's going to start twice in the double game week, it's sort of, it's just very, it's just very hard, I think, to find any defenders. I mean, I, I suppose um, you did get a, a, a bonus point uh, from Ederson. So if you started him, mm-hmm. congrats. But I mean, does anyone have ever, I, I feel like Ederson is like, that does not feel like a move I would recommend. That is just a little too much money. Yeah, I, I, Ederson is kind of a naive move to the advantage of naive managers. I think if you were new to the game this season and you, uh, you were looking at and you were paying attention to the double game week schedule, you'd think, hey, Ederson feels like a pretty great move. And so we are now we're behind those naive managers. Josh, I think is is what we're seeing. We'll <laughs> yeah. see if City can keep it up. What I, yeah. I, so so my burning question looking at this defense, uh, I I'm, I don't care about goalkeepers at the at the moment. Leno will do fine. Mm-hmm. Is Trent Alexander Arnold? He was taken off at halftime as yet another injury precaution at what point does it stop becoming precautionary and it's just an injury uh so i i i think i have to uh you know keep him i have to roll with him into this double game week and keep my fingers crossed and and maybe because there are european fixtures midweek that maybe we'll get some inkling from klopp about more of what's what's going on there let's see so uh liverpool's next match is uh actually against uh luton town uh i'm sorry uh they don't have a european match uh, they play brentford next weekend so they're off right this because week. so maybe they, we, maybe yeah, we don't yeah it. they have the um um I, it's they did well enough right that they advance out of the yeah i think the europa league has like a round of 128 stage or something like that right now or yeah. it's like they you know it's it's so dumb like i think it's what it's the second place finishers and the third place i get it though i was actually i was i was doing some investigating into the world cup 2026 and their expanded sort of program and bringing more teams into it and how do you bring more teams in without adding additional matches for all of these uh, club players and the way you do that is to give team the the teams who qualify top of their group a buy 
during that okay. that round. So in in that sense, it, it does make sense to me, even though FIFA is not going to do that actually for World, World Cup. They're going to just extend it by 10 days. So, I um, mean, if you were me though, Josh, you'd hold on to Trent and just keep your fingers crossed. Well, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, well, I guess the, the boring answer is I would just not do anything until we got some kind of press conference update. Right. Um, and maybe we'll get some more out of clap. I, I mean, his, his answer, uh, yesterday kind of post-match and, and th- those kind of post-match press conferences are always kind of, they need to be taken kind of in some ways they, they, they can actually honestly be quite honest in those and just say, well, we, we took him off and we don't know. Right. And I think that was kind of effectively what he said, which is that he felt something we've got to be cautious with him. Um, I have a question for you about this, which is, and I guess it sort of is relevant for Liverpool generally, which is how seriously does Klopp take this league cup final? Like, is it something that he is really, does he really care about winning it? Um, I'm sort of viewing this a little bit through the context of Liverpool losing um, that Arsenal match a couple of weeks ago, right? And so they really have they're 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 in a pretty tricky spot in, in terms of the you know kind of top of the table. So does he? I don't know because it feels like it's going to be tricky, right? You've got Salah coming back, you've got Trent with this knee injury, um, you've got uh, even someone like Robertson who's been sort of um, you know nursing injuries himself, kind of kind of all season really with him. Um, so you have all of these players that are various levels of injuries. Um, you have someone like Darwin who maybe could could come off the bench in one of these matches, right? He's got this foot problem still, or he did anyway. Um, so does he? Does he treat the midweek Luton match, you know, does he, does he sort of go a little lighter in that match, right? And sort of put a little more energy, kind of save a little bit in the, in the you know, keep something in the holster for the League Cup final? Or does he just go all out with all three matches and just play his best squad for the next three games? If he arrests anybody, it would be against Luton Town. I think right. he takes the Chelsea League Cup final very seriously. This is his last season at Liverpool. He will want Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. In case you haven't heard, <laughs> yeah. Uh, welcome to 2024, Josh. Uh, he, <laughs> you've got to get those trophies, and I think the Premier League trophy would obviously be the most perfect possible way for Klopp to end his tenure at Liverpool. But still, to have the League Cup trophy, you've got it in the cabinet. You've got the photos of him when they're doing the retrospectives at the at the end of the season of him lifting the the League Cup. I think he's got to go for it. And it's not like Chelsea aren't there just for the taking. If they go in with the full strength lineup, it may be a 60 minute match for that full strength lineup against Chelsea. So I I don't know how much risk is involved uh, going all, all all in on the league cup final. Yeah, I, I, I don't know either. I mean, I, I could see I could see Trent getting rested at the so this is the other problem with Trent, right? Like I almost think Trent now is you're in a spot where you probably hold him if you have him, and if you don't have him, he's probably too risky to to play, right? Because does he play on Saturday and Wednesday and the following Sunday, right? So does a guy with a knee injury play three times in eight days when um when Bradley should be back? Right. Uh, mm-hmm. From from bereavement leave, he should be um, hopefully available. Um, sorry if it seemed to anyone like we were making light of of that um, last week. We really weren't. I, we were, I was just sort of teasing Brandon because he was sort of 
making a joke about why Bradley was gone. And, uh, and then we found out that and I had no idea the reason why yeah, you had no, exactly. You had no idea. And so it was just, I was, I was, well, yeah, the, the uh, Liverpool like, like all friends, echo hadn't hit my mailbox yet. Exactly. And, and like all friends, uh, like all old friends, if I have an opportunity to make you look bad, uh, I'm going to leap at it. Um, <laughs> cause that is uh, one of my great pleasures in life. So, uh, but no, but he should be back and available. And I, I could just see him starting this Luton match and we've seen this before, right? I'm trying to, yeah, I'm remembering this is several years ago now, but uh, yeah, Liverpool were in a competitive place in the league and they had a midweek match, possibly before the League Cup final. I can't remember, uh, but it was Everton. Right. And so you had a Merseyside Derby, a match where you would assume that Klopp would take it, you know, extremely seriously. And he ended up playing a pretty weak squad in that match and they still won. And so I do think in general that Klopp does trust his squad to beat um bottom half of the table teams uh, at, at Anfield, right? If this were an away match at midweek, uh, it might be um, a little a little trickier. But um, so anyway, I, I think, but, I, you know, I guess to get back to your original question, I would keep Trent if you have him like, like you do. Um, but I would say if I was at all kind of getting tempted by bringing him in, um, I'm maybe just like now it just feels like it's just not worth the risk, especially because they don't play in 26, right? And so it's like to bring him in, I don't even have enough money with any of my players. I have to take, take him in for a hit. And then suddenly I've got something like four players who don't play in 26, right? Maybe possibly five. Um, and so it just, it feels like a little too messy to me. And it's like, I, we'd probably just all get like a little too double game week crazy in general, right? Like uh, I'll share my, my, the, how my team looks for 25 in a second. And, um, it looks good. Like it's the kind of like if it weren't for a double game week, I'd be in like don't make a transfer territory, right? Um, and so, well, uh, which pride uh, before the fall here, Josh. Be careful what you well, say. Well, no, but no, but I'm almost like I'm, I'm like I'm like immediately. My point is, I'm going to do something. Like I have a team <laughs> that like I would look good as it is, but I'm going to screw it up because I need at least one more player for the double. I can't. I, I can't resist, right? Um, so here, why don't I, before we do that, though, why don't I just quickly share my team for um, for 24 as well? So we Please. Can, we, can, we can talk through it. Go right um, ahead. Oh, good. Yeah, no, I, I, don't think, excited I don't think that's kind of, uh, I do not think that's a controversial opinion. Say, if you're not a Trent owner, he's totally off the table. I think that he's going to be far from people's thoughts heading into this this game week. So I agree. And yeah, I, um, yeah. I, I think maybe like it, it feels at this point that six points might be Trent's ceiling going into this game week. Well, I mean, I, I don't know if I'd go that low. I mean, he he only played 45 minutes and he could have been on six or seven in that match. I mean, talk about one one of the great lucky moments for me this weekend was uh, going into the um, the end of the match, the end of the Liverpool match. Um, I effectively gained four points at the end uh, because I don't have Darwin or Trent and they were both on for two points apiece going into um, the very end of that match. I don't know if you saw that, but um, they both, they both lost them right at the end mm-hmm. uh, when um, was did. it Taverner Taverner got a point and uh, Tra- Harvey Elliott. Yeah, yeah. Trafford is, is the goalkeeper's Trafford. name. Trafford, of course. That's what I, that's a test, which you've passed. Well done. <laughs> oh, All right. Yes. So. Not the Bournemouth uh, midfielder, Tavadier. Yeah. I win. All right. So, what do you got? Uh, well, I'm looking yeah, at your what do we team got? Okay, right so now. I'm, yeah, I'm at 70 plus. Uh, you can tack on two extra points for, for Saka here. Still have Palmer to go. So very similar team to yours, just with fewer points in the defense. Um, and 
I I suppose I dodged a bullet. There was a I, I was very seriously considering a minus four for either Van Dyke or um uh or possibly going for um um Dowdy, the uh the man of the hour, right? Dowdy was sort of um everybody in the last like twenty four hours or so before the deadline was was leaning towards him, especially once they announced the double game week for for Lutentown in twenty eight. Um and I, I ultimately didn't just decided I'd 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 risk it with Robinson. Um and uh you know, I only got two points from him, but a, a minus four for Dowdy would have cost me three points. So I'll, I'll take that as a, as a small win, right? Cause he would have had one point uh, in the match. Nothing from Dubrovka again, just real disaster keeper wise, but I don't know what to do there. There's kind of nobody that I feel like getting Poro to me is actually one of the big problems. I, I, I feel like in my squad um, because it just seems like what, now that Madison is back, there's he's just off all set pieces basically he's just not really you know he's he's an excellent player i really like poro uh and you know plays 90 doesn't he take all the corner kicks though poro well i don't know i mean doesn't matter is madison taking some now again too or is i think at least the the match prior to this weekend when madison was back on the starting 11 poro took all the corners I don't know. I'm just like, I, it, maybe it's just the uh, the fact that the Spurs can't keep clean sheets, and he <laughs> that seems like so the, many, the root of so the many problem. Times. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's just like as long as I'm getting some kind of attacking returns from him. But the way they've kind of reformed with Werner and uh, and Madison, it just it doesn't feel like. And maybe Werner becomes more of a bench option now with with Sunback. I don't know, but like I I just really don't feel like I'm getting anything from from Poro. It's, I, he's not even really getting close to getting attacking returns from me. It costs almost six million, and so. It's it's just a, and he doesn't play in game week 26. So I, there's just really not a lot of reason for me to kind of hold on to him, um, you know, going forward. And so, um, so I, I may move Poro on this weekend. Um, again, I, I actually don't, because Trent is so ludicrously expensive, even if I wanted to bring him in, um, I couldn't do it. So, um, you know, so I've got Poro, uh, Gabriel did come through like, like Saliba for you. It has to be a rare match where you have two goalkeeper or two defenders, that score a goal and keep a clean sheet and don't get a single bonus point, right? That feels <laughs> yeah. like a very uncommon, yes. uh, uncommon result. Uh, but yeah, so then I I turned um, Odegaard into Jota, which which was a net negative three. But I would have made that move. I, I feel like even without the double. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I don't know if I would have made it necessarily without the double because Salah is coming back. But I, I don't hate that move, right? It cost me three points, but it does give me another double game week player for 25. Um, I also, I don't know about you. I was not expecting a six nil thrashing of West Ham uh, on the <laughs> away. Like yeah. that was, that was a slightly, I was not, I mean, sure. Like, did I think Arsenal could or should win that match? Yes. Did I think they would annihilate West Ham? I mean, it's like at some point, like West Ham's counterattacking style started to feel kind of I guess the goals were were pouring in. It was like I don't know. Maybe you have to shift your strategy. Certainly, when yeah, <laughs> you you lose yeah. all of your attacking assets, namely Paqueta and uh, Bowen, really has no kudos coming back from Afcon should have helped, yeah. and I guess that was what Moyes was expecting. But uh, you know, also yeah. if you've got Moyes as your manager, you think you'd at least have the Scottish tenacity in the locker room to yeah. stop an utter capitulation. Uh, through just like threats of violence or something like that. And he couldn't even, he couldn't even impress that upon West Ham against Arsenal. I mean, our, Arsenal's mentality has been, um, you know, it, it wavers. Like they, they've been excellent the last two years, but, you know, they yep. I feel like they still have that sort of like Arsenal mentality that can waver from 
time to time. So to see them do that and put West Ham to the sword so quickly and easily is, I don't know, it's a bigger indictment of West Ham, I guess. Well, I think it was an impressive result for Arsenal too. I mean, the 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 like like you said, the the trick has been for them to kind of maintain this level of tenacity, right? Which has not always been something that they're, they're able to do. Um, but just you know, FPL wise, I think um, I mean we're sort of burying the lead in some ways here. I mean, we got uh, you know, so we both got points from defender. Saka came through. Jota, whatever, seven pointer had had even more chances. Certainly oh yeah, who did we captain in the defense. end? Uh, both of us. Uh, good question. Right. Exactly. So we, we, we camped in Holland. It was, you know, an opportunity still where even though his ownership is creeping higher and higher, his effective ownership was still only around 140, 150%, right? So it was like, it was almost like getting double returns from him, right? Uh, you know, in terms of how much it helped you in the, in the rankings. And so, um, yeah, it's a, you know, two goals from him. I believe they only had two shots on target the entire match, uh, as well. So two goals and two shots on target, I think, um, uh, I think Everton had one. So it was, it was kind of an unusual match. I did, I, I stuck to my guns and I did set an alarm for five 40. However, I was so anxious about whether I would actually wake up or not that I kept waking up at like four 30, four 45. It was so like, it was so annoying. And again, this is why, and I don't want to actually do a whole, like, oh, let's do rant. a leak segment, Josh. No, People we're not going to do a leaks. We're not going to do, we're not going to do a leaks. We're not going to do a leak segment. It's not going to happen. But, just make the make the deadline a minute before the match kicks off, and like then we all don't have to do this thing where these accounts, all of all the leaking accounts, by the way, are the most like pr- like they are the most short tempered defensive people too. Like these, they're like I not only do I do we get leaks from them, but we also get lectures from them as well. And it's like, dude, you're like a twenty year old intern at you know, the man city and somehow you got a hold of it. Like these people are, it's not like, you know, these aren't getting leaked from like executives who are like running the premier league. Right. It's like these, <laughs> you know, these 20 year olds who get this stuff and then they lord it over all of us. And it's just, it's humiliating. I hate it. You know? And it's, it's so dumb. And it's like, just, just let us see at least the first team. And then I could set an alarm for seven twenty five, and I'd have the same team sheet as everybody else. I know that there are later matches and ideally what you would do is just have rotating deadlines the way they do in something like NFL fantasy. It's really not that hard to pull off. And if they would just invest a little more in infrastructure, this wouldn't be a problem. But even if you wanted to have at least just one deadline that was a minute before the first match, it would solve a lot of problems, right? At least we'd all have access to that, that first clean sheet. It's just, it's just so dumb. This like hanging around. And I don't know how you can argue that it's that you can like get away with not doing it because there were some huge leaks that came out, right? I mean, KDB not starting, Kyle Walker not starting, Alvarez starting. Like these are all really important things to know, right? And it's it was it was leaked on Twitter 15 minutes before the deadline, and so I mean more like, leaks, great, Josh, great. than me at the office urinal when I've worn some khaki slacks. You know, <laughs> yeah. it always yeah. these leaks happen when you least like them to. I yeah. have this, and I'm not, yeah. keep going. Yeah. No, this is the this is exactly what I wanted. Clear the lane, so you finish finish your thought. Well, no, it's just, I, you know, and so again, I, I, part of me is like, it's a broken record. Nothing's going to change, but I also, I, there's a part of me that's just like a little more positive. Where I'm like, well, yes, with that attitude, nothing's going to change. But if, if enough people like the FBL general was, was, was going on about this, uh, this morning and yesterday as well. Right. And, uh, you know, we had this, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, there really were problems with, with leaks and they did change the deadline. Right. It was, it was like, like they went from 60 to 90. I think they made the, yeah. the wrong move there. I think they should have just done a minute before the match deadline, but you know, ultimately basically it's like people have just 
they like they fixed like it's been fixed. I shouldn't even say fixed. It's been gamed, right? The 90 minute deadline has now been gamed just like the 60 minute was 60 minute one was in the past. Right. So we need, we need, I think there just needs to be a fix. And so it's incumbent, I think, and I don't want to, and again, I'll like stop after this, but it is incumbent on us to kind of keep pushing for a change. Right. Because I don't, I actually don't think it's, maybe there's no way for it to ever be fair, but I also, I, you know, I think it's worth like, trying to like keep broaching this a little bit. Like they need to find a way to fix this. And like the idea that they're like a little asleep at the wheel is just not a good look in my opinion. So I don't know. I don't know if you have any thoughts on this or not. Uh, I, I woke up, uh, apropos of nothing. I had not committed to checking in on any leaks and I just happened to wake up as people do. Maybe it was, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, some higher power touching me. And I turned on, turned my phone, hit the lock screen it was 5.30 on the dot. And I was like, ooh. And I could not resist yeah. popping online and seeing uh, what the news was. And it was all uh, Foden and Holland starting bingo. That's That was all that was really relevant to me. So it was quite straightforward. Yeah. And it was all prelude to what is actually far more interesting is Holland actually getting back to Holland of roughly a year ago. Sure. <laughs> and yeah. it was... It was not the first goal that he scored, which was, you know, some bit of fortune for the ball to break to him. It was an incredible finish on his non-traditional right foot. But it was the second goal, yeah. which gave me flashbacks to a fit De Bruyne and a fit Holland at the start of last season where Holland breaks the line. Uh, uh, De Bruyne's pass breaks the line and Holland just explodes brave rate like he's in some sort of atom smasher. And yeah. puts it on his left for an elegant finish over the goalkeeper. So I, uh, I I thought it was kind of silly just prior to that moment to even consider triple captain for Erling Holland yeah. going into game wing 25. And just seeing that, uh, you, you have to actually give it a little bit of thought now. Well, I know. I mean, this is this is where we are. So I'll... Uh, I guess we can just get right into it, Brandon, which is, are okay. you planning to, and I'm going to pull up just as we're talking here, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to share my, my game week 25 squad just, you know, before I've made any transfers, just so we have something to look at besides our beautiful faces, um, on the screen here, Brandon. So, um, yeah. Are you currently planning to triple captain Erlen Holland for 25? No, not at this time. And I don't know why. I don't know why. You're like, it's a reverse. <laughs> like, I was, you totally zigged when I thought you were going to zag. That's a. <laughs> that's interesting content. That's how you, that's how it's made. Just a little peek yeah. behind the curtain. Yeah. And I don't know why I wouldn't. The, uh, I, I guess the reason why you wouldn't triple Captain Holland is that you believe there will be a better opportunity in the future. And this is, I am. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's procrastination, if it's op- if it's some form of optimism. Now, one form of optimism is just like, hey, I think Holland's going to haul in 25. I'm going to triple captain him. And the other version yeah. of optimism is, hey, Holland will always haul, and I will always have this moment. Uh, but here we are. We have two home fixtures. Chelsea's mm-hmm. defense is trash. Uh, mm-hmm. Apologies to anyone who cares about that. And yep. 
Brentford are in a pretty good run of form right now. But their defense is <laughs> yeah, so trash. Yeah, it has anything, like, to do, uh, yeah. anything to do with the re- renaissance of, of Flecken. So, no, uh, and like Wolves, I mean, I don't know what the XG was for Wolves in that match, but I, I mean, they certainly had their chances. Um, it was a little, uh, I mean, they actually, they, and they did score one goal, right? It was, an, it was uh, like a, one of those marginal, marginal, yeah, goals. very, very marginal, yep. yes. Yep. <clears throat> so, I guess, I guess, based on what I have just said, uh, I should be triple captaining Holland, and I guess I don't have a, what's the reason to not do it? I would pose to you. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess if he started and played 90 in the, um, in the champions league match, um, it, uh, I think it's on Tuesday, maybe there's a chance he doesn't play. Right. They're away Copenhagen just for for the record. Away Copenhagen in the champions league uh, round of round of 16. So, um, even then it feels like it's a Tuesday match. I, I, he probably, I mean, cause he's just, he's, he's fully rested, right? It's not like he has, it's not like it's a muscle injury or something, right? I don't know how much risk there is of, of re-aggravation of this kind of ankle injury from playing too much. I think it's, it's more like a, for what Pep described, it was more like a pain, you know, like it was, a, it was on the bone, not the muscle, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was on the bone. Yeah, yeah. right. But like KDB has a has a hamstring problem, right? Yeah. That is the kind of thing that can be aggravated by by overuse, right? And so that is why he's a little more likely to be right. um, substituted off or or or, or come on, um, you know, or, you know, come off early and things like that. So for me, I I have not actually gone ahead and, and actually done the triple captain, the bus team triple captain yet. I always get scared because I I mean I know you can. I know you can turn it off, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, don't should I yeah. do it. Well, yeah, uh, 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 I've just done it. Oh my wow. god! Wow, that's the extreme, triple captain. Dude. Is, that's been <laughs> it's it's been saved. You can see the white C. I have put my money where my mouth is, Brandon. Triple captain on wow. Erlen. I'm feeling Blatt something Holland. right now. Mm-hmm. I'm buzzing. Know, me too. That's a that's a that's an exciting exciting moment for. No, I'm gonna keep it. I saved it and everything, <laughs> Brandon. Your, <laughs> your voice is quivering. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that I I do okay. So here's my so here's my squad though, right? For 26. I mean, okay, so Dubrovka, whatever. I mean, what am I gonna do there? Like it's, I'm sure he's gonna concede, but like it's it's home to Bournemouth. It's done. Um we now have the uh the Gordon situation, right? Where um he is completely fine. And I don't really understand this like debate over whether or not we can call Eddie Howe a liar. Like it's not he a is debate. A yes. Like, yes. It's not a debate. It's been it's well like, documented. Yeah. It's it's a legitimate debate over whether it's a problem that he lies. Like I I will I will happily discuss that and whether there's like a whether it's a concern that Eddie Howe doesn't tell the truth. As far as I can tell, it's that is fine actually. You can just say literally anything you want sure. with no consequences and you can quite literally lie and it's fine. So I listen. If the if the system isn't going to punish how, then I'm not going to. Here in the always, you know podcast, what you Brandon. what you what you're not allowed to do in press conferences, right? Is slag off the referees. So you can't say, "Oh, that ref was That's true. terrible." So I wonder yeah. if Eddie Howe could use this lying thing to his advantage, and he could just say, "Oh, the referees were the best. That was the best refereeing display I've ever seen." And you know me, Eddie Howe, I never lie. And then they can't find him. They can't find him for anything. Yeah, yeah. So Gordon, at least I didn't start Gordon because he did. He did start and play ninety and blank in that one. But it actually, in some ways, makes 
decisions a little bit easier for me this week, right? Because I don't have to solve an injured player problem, right? So looking at my squad, um, the the moves that, that would make some sense to me here are, um, honestly, the only one that I really love would be Watkins to Darwin or um, or Ivan Tony. Otherwise, what other moves am I making that are that are so good? I mean, I guess a Stupinon could turn into a Liverpool defender or something like that. But it's, it's Sheffield away. I mean, that's it's really quite a good fixture for him, right? Mm-hmm. So that like, is that worth? Is it really worth dropping a Stupinon for a minus four for Sheffield away? It's I, I you know I don't feel great about that one. Uh, Gabriel Burnley away that to me, I mean, Arsenal is surely going to have one of the best clean sheet possibilities, uh, going into 25. So I don't love dropping him for, I mean, again, it's not that I wouldn't, I wouldn't drop Gabriel for a hit, but if I dropped another keeper for a hit, I would effectively not be starting him. Right. For, so it's, it's kind of the same idea. Um, uh, Pedro Poro, uh, wolves at home. What, I mean, again, it's like, sure. I could move him to, to I mean a Liverpool defender I don't feel great about because I do think that Brentford have a good chance of of scoring a goal right in that Saturday match and Man City it's like who do I pick I guess well I I mean I can't I couldn't even bring one in right until unless I made some other changes in my squad um, and I have this this trio right they're all clustered over here on the left side of my screen Brandon mm-hmm. I've got Al- Alvarez Holland and Foden and my feeling now is I just keep all three and I just kind of take my chances because Alvarez, I don't know. He probably won't start one of those two matches. Maybe he does. He he does. He's always starting. It doesn't matter. He, (laughs) yeah, I know. I saw somebody on Twitter say that yesterday. It was like Alvarez is a lock and nobody wants to believe it. And it kind of like, what do you, what can we say? Right. I mean, how, how few matches has he, I mean, going back, I don't think he's missed a single start. Yeah, he is. Alvarez has started literally every single game this season. So suddenly we're just sure that he's only going to start one of two. There's no chance he doesn't start both, right? Like there's no way that Alvarez would come to the bench in two consecutive matches. That just feels impossible to me, right? So, um, yeah, so I I just don't know. I know who's not starting in his place, and that is uh, Nunez, the the transfer from... uh, from Wolverhampton, what's his name? Mateus oh, Nunez. Oh, Mateus Nunez. Have Nunez. you seen yeah, yeah. a worse midfield display? It was like, dude, you got to start. Yeah. This is your chance. Like, you're no. Apparently, Pep doesn't like you. Nobody likes you here. Uh, and he does that with the sixty minutes that he's given against Everton. I, it, I, it was just, like hilarious. It's just odd, you know. And I, I, I think um, it's like Calvin Phillips too. It's like I, I, it's like sort of sometimes Pep's. It's like they just want to spend some money, right? And it's like they just. I mean, I guess I guess they're buying some depth, and and you never really know, right? I mean, I guess John Stones was like a kind of a huge flop when he first joined Man City and turned into a, a you know great asset. But um, so anyway, just you know, looking at this squad though, Watkins. It's not that I'm dying to even drop him, right? Because I think that he, if I remember correctly, his game week twenty, right? I mean, they play Forest and Luton in twenty six and twenty seven, but it feels a little a little too tame to me to. Um, to not do something there. The other move that I could make, which, which is not like, which, which, you know, I could consider would be to move Jamal Lascelles, who's injured 
um, or quasi injured. I guess he did make this. Who even knows with Newcastle now, right? But I could move Lascelles to like a Virgil Van Dyke. I have enough money to to make that move, and then I would just bench Watkins, and so then I'd have. Um, I'd have five double game weekers, but I would only have, and then I guess I'd just play Alvarez and Holland up front, but then I wouldn't have Tony or, um, or Darwin, which, which is fine on one level, but was kind of like, it feels a little nerve wracking to go into those two matches without, without having either of those two forwards, considering the ceiling is pretty high. I'd say for both of them. I mean, Darwin, what, what do we think about Darwin now? He scores a goal, gets the yellow card. I mean, just a classic Darwin match, right? (laughs) Nothing's (laughs) changed when nothing's changed. Darwin is you're, you're getting into a, uh, a race car with no seatbelt basically. Um, yeah. And it'll be a thrill. It's very dangerous. Uh, that, that's really all you can say. Has yeah. I, I feel like our enthusiasm for Darwin over the last, say, like three weeks, I think gets a little tempered by the Burnley match to be like, ah, yes, like still yeah. we've, we've been trying to fight through this narrative about Darwin and we're still at the same place. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. Well, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop sharing my screen. Yeah, yeah, let's see what let's see what Brandon Shane Kelly's team looks like for game week 25. Well, I, I guess the, that's the a Shaniac, good... as you like to call yourself. <laughs> yeah, doing this for all my fellow Shaniacs out there. <laughs> um, I think I'll, I'll do the the sort of turnabout that I did with the Holland triple captain. In that, I'm saying. Darwin feels reckless to use a word from our YouTube chat just now to that. That's the move that I think I'm going to make is going to be Watkins to Darwin. So I'm, (laughs) there are a couple of reasons why I don't love the Darwin transfer. I I think the, really the main reason is uh, that is then I'm, I have five people who blank in game week 26, whereas now I have right. Four, and if I keep it, and that includes Kabore, who is not seeing any minutes for Luton Town right now. If I don't move in a Liverpool player, then I can transfer my way to a full strength team in the blanking game week 26. That doesn't seem very sort of like uh, um, uh, optimal. MFFA. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't feel fun for one. And listen, Mm -hmm. I'm in a position where I'm not trying to defend some lead that I have in fantasy. I need more points. And the double game week is, is 
really our opportunity to do that yeah, because there aren't really any exactly. breakout foreign players right now that we can that we can use. So I I think I will commit to burning points to sort of re- rearranging my team for the blanks in twenty six, and 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 get Darwin in for Watkins. So Watkins is is interesting. Let's see uh, if you can see his fixtures coming up are decent enough. I mean, to transfer him out for a match at the Cottage, Fulham are playing pretty well at the Cottage right now. Uh, I think their result against Bournemouth was. Uh, pretty solid and pretty emphatic. A team like Bournemouth, who are well-managed, well-set up, and have had a decent track record against Fulham, just couldn't really do much against them. Uh, and and then Forrest and Luton, I guess, are the two fixtures that kind of frighten me for not having Watkins. So maybe Watkins just comes back for game week 26. Maybe that's the way to play. Right. I guess that, I guess that's the other way to think about it. Right. It's like, we're all like, Oh my God, what do we do with Watkins? And but, so he can, he can come back. And yeah, I guess that, that is the question. It's just how much do we want to target? Um, because I, I do think that it's a real balance. And I, I actually don't think there's like a really like easy answer to this question, which is um, do, you know, can you overplay the double game weeks? Sure. Uh, can you, um, can you focus too much on flexibility, right? And having, uh, not having to like burn points down the line and sort of like have a lot of flex, I guess, I mean, flexibility in terms of like not being kind of in a corner, right. Where you've got, like you're saying five players who don't play in 26 and you've got to deal with that. Yes. I think you can, you can worry about that too much as well. It's, it's really like a team dependent thing. I think that the Trent issue is, is definitely a problem, right? If if he, if he's, if he actually is out for the week, then, then you're probably going to just have to take a hit this week. And I think that that's, that is probably, you know, inevitable. I think, what do you think about like, I mean, have you considered any Luton players? Did you, did you get caught up in the, in the Luton hype storm this week, you must have, I mean, we all <laughs> considered Dowdy at one point, didn't we? Like it was, how, how could we not? I love Dowdy. I, I mean, Dowdy has been a pick for more than a month at this point. He yeah. has been generating chance after chance for Luton. And then he That's generated, you've almost brought him in a couple times, haven't you? Yeah. I, I can't remember who I ultimately picked up way back when. Let's assume it was somebody really good. Uh, I probably, I think it was yeah. like Pau Torres, yeah. maybe Botman. Oh, your, uh, your Pau obsession is, uh, the whole <clears throat> year actually has been about you, like whether you can get away with Pau, you know, get away from Pau Torres or not. It's been, it's been tricky. It has been tricky, but I think Dowdy remains a good pick. I mean, even though we got nothing, owners got nothing from the Sheffield United match from Dowdy, he was, True to the hype, he generated nine chances, which I think was a record for a single player in the Premier League this season. Uh, yeah. His his ball delivery is is incredible. Now, granted, they're they're going from from Sheffield at home to Man United and Liverpool, so certainly trickier. I mean, Man United, um, a nice win for them today. I think I, I was I was thinking about them earlier and how uh, I mean, there's they have so many supporters, right? I'm sure even people. Um, listening to the pod, watching the stream, like uh, there's got to be there's there's many United supporters everywhere, Brandon. Sure. Probably inside this and in, inside uh, on my Brooklyn street, I bet there are a number of Man United supporters. Not far from you are. is a Sheffield Wednesday supporter too. So you know that's to, true to, to police yeah. your Sheffield. Uh, they are they are legion non Sheffield yeah, United. Yeah. Uh, but it's just funny because I think at least speaking personally. You know, I think I was tripled up on Man United to start the season. They got chance after chance after chance. And then right around game week 10 is when we all, like, we all, like, almost across the board decided, oh, yeah, I 
am not going to have any of them. I hate them, <laughs> at least fantasy-wise, and I don't want any of their players uh, ever again. And mm-hmm. I'm sort of, I'm still in that mode. Like, it almost doesn't matter how many goals they <laughs> score. It's like I can't quite bring myself to even... And, and now, of course, they're, they're really off the table because they're, they're not an interesting team in terms of double game weeks or, um, right, they haven't really been like a super relevant team. But, I mean, we have to, you know, shout out um, the, the their forward who's... Uh, Rasmus Hoyland. Hoy, Rasmus Hoyland, exactly. I always forget because it's too close to Holland, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but, yeah, but Hoyland has now scored in um, his last five matches, um, including double-digit returns in 21 and 22. So, um, you know, he's, he's played quite well. And, uh, I mean, he's kind of... I know how big a fan you are. I mean, I don't know if he's quite oh, graduated can... to your 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 boy territory yet. But yet. he's if he's not your boy, he's your infant. Right? He's a baby he's getting, boy. He's on the way. He's your baby boy. He's on, he's on the way there. So maybe maybe we need to start thinking about them. You know, a little more. Um, just kind of keep. I mean, I know that some people have started to make um, like Garnacho is is I think a very wor- like a player worthy of of worthy of worthy of you know consideration obviously right he's 4.9 million um it, it looks really good in every match that he plays has double digit returns and i think two of his last six matches so you know he's on the table moving forward uh, and they did play away to luton in 25 it's just like i don't know like if you were going to bring in it doesn't feel like the right week for someone like garnacha because um you could get um a Luton player, right? You, you get Ross Barkley for, I think, I think, the exact same price. And that's just a little more fun, right? Because you would get um, two doubles yeah. uh, from him in the next uh, four weeks. But um, I, I don't even really know why I'm going on about Man United. It's just like, I think this is the, I think this, me right now talking for 90 seconds on Man United is the longest you and I have talked about Man United yeah. since probably November it's of true. 2023. There was a moment at, at the end of the Villa match where Hoyland took off his top and gave it to a Manchester United, a kid, a Manchester United kid, and uh, who happened to be a, in a wheelchair. And he was wearing a scarf that had a Garnacho, a picture of Garnacho's face on the <laughs> scarf. And I, yeah. I don't know why, but I felt so certain that Hoyland thought that it was a picture of him on that kid's scarf <laughs> and that's why he gave him his, his top. So, uh, you know, uh, let's, I think let's maybe, investigate that. Maybe he loves Garnacho. I don't know. Like maybe they've got a, maybe, maybe they've got like a, a, a gr- amazing connection. Wouldn't that be cool if like Hoyland and Garnacho were like inseparable off the pitch? Like that's, yeah, I, wanna, like, I want that to be true. <laughs> but wasn't it, uh, was it Jota and Neves at, uh, Wolves who just hung out at the local tea shop in oh, yeah. Wolverhampton together? And then, yeah, it, it was it was Jordan Neves. It was the uh, they they found a little Portuguese tea shop. This is this is many years ago, but it's such a beautiful image of the two of them just hanging out at this little tea shop. All right, uh, so, all right, so Brandon, yeah, yeah, just just yeah. just just to round out my mm-hmm. my team and my thinking. Yep. I last night, uh, which would have been Saturday night, I had exact yeah. money to do Solanke to Darwin. That would have been the most elegant move because I think Solanke's form is perhaps more questionable than Watkins at the moment and his fixtures yeah. um, are, are, I guess, just not as, as appealing with Newcastle city, just in the immediate future. Right. Game week 29 and the double for Solanke feels far away. 
given all these decisions that we have yet to come. It's but I, would, I now have to take a hit if I want to turn Solanke into Darwin. So I think the, yeah. the more elegant move is, is Watkins. And I think that that really does sound fun. I'm going to preach the, the okay. gospel of fun with Darwin Nunez going into game week 25. Okay. If, what if, we, about... if we do hear, Josh, yeah. that Alexander yeah. Arnold is out this week, I will burn four and turn him in, into Doughty. Okay. What about um, Ivan Tony though? Is there any thought to Tony instead of instead of um, Darwin? Because I think I think you can make a. I mean, he outscored Darwin this week. Um, his fixtures are worse for twenty five uh, for sure. Uh, yeah, Liverpool, Man City, but I, I he feels like a player. Where it doesn't really matter as much, right? Like I I think of him as a slightly fixture. Obviously, all things considered, you'd rather play the easier team, but no chance of rotation, right? Going to play the full 90 in both these matches, whereas Darwin has a little bit of rotation risk. But possibly even more importantly, right, is that Darwin doesn't play in 26 and Ivan Tony does play in 26, away to West Ham. West Ham team just conceded six goals to Arsenal. So he plays in 26, right? So that means that if you are not planning to hold Darwin long-term, then you are, yeah, that's then true. you are banking. You're banking a minus four, right, for for Darwin out. So the question is, how confident are we that Darwin outscores Tony by four points in game week twenty five? I would say I don't feel super confident in that, and I don't know how anyone could like be that in love. Oh gosh, I just realized now that you're a Canadian, I'm seeing your Fubo uh, all over the uh, all over your, <laughs> yeah, your match, baby Fubo TV are. for the win. Yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. Um, the uh, wow, I mean, why even show it if they're all in the same? <laughs> I think it's not like great question. Around. Yeah. yeah, you just have Fubo, and then you can just have like the little parenthesis, like Ibid, <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah, um, <laughs> so. Um, the uh, yeah anyway so i but i think that tony okay let's talk about floors and ceilings here okay um so the floor for the floor for um for darwin i would say is like three points right that'd be two blanks (laughs) and a yellow card in one of those matches uh or maybe coming on late the ceiling is is pretty high i'd say the ceiling is um let's give him uh five and one and let's give him 11 and another, I don't know. Let's, let's give him 16 points as a ceiling. Yeah. That's just like a random kind Sounds of right. eight points in each match. Let's say 16 points. So three to 16 points. That's his range there. Okay. So let's look at Ivan Tony floor is, is four points, right? Uh, you could even argue that it's higher. Cause I could just see him getting a tech and return in one of these two matches, but let's say, let's, let's, let's keep the, let's keep that low floor too. So floor is four points. I think he can get at least a goal in one of these two matches. And if he can do that, I think he could get um, a couple of bonus points as well in one of those matches. Right. So let's give, let's give him four additional points plus two on top of that. Uh, And then let's just throw in like a bonus assist as well. Just, just because it's possible. So I think, so that gets him to 15 points. All right. I so. love, I love the accounting. You are, you are never doing my, my taxes, Josh ever. <laughs> well, no, actually, no, that's four plus three plus two. I'm not going to give him another assist. That's that's nine. So uh, on top of the four. From but the four. here's something so you can't. Here's so, something so, you okay, can so, add. It, yeah. Something you can add is he actually has an extra game week. It's almost like he has a triple right. game week because right. Darwin doesn't play in 20. Exactly. Exactly. So just to, so to, now that I, I did my math here, as you can see in my, my notebook, Brandon. So mm-hmm. um, the range for Darwin, three points to 16 points. The range for Tony is four points to 13 points, right? Okay. So if they were both to hit their ceiling, 
you would prefer to have Tony over Darwin because that's a, that's a savings of one point, right? Um, now, of course, whether he's more likely to hit a ceiling or not, I don't know. But um, I don't know. I just think that's, it's, I just that's think for it's you tricky. to that's for the rest of you to figure out. Yeah, <laughs> I do think that Darwin probably starts both matches. I think that he is a slightly better option than Ivan Tony. However, there's no way for me to. I guess I don't. I mean, okay, just like strip. Do you want Darwin long term? Like, I really no, don't really. enjoy having him in fantasy. I think that it's, it's a very, it's a miserable experience. I mean, I, I just, I'm just not enough of a data head is what it comes down to. Right. I mean, like the data heads are like, he shoots and shoots and shoots. And that's what I want in a player. For those of us who care about watching these matches and making some kind of like eye test assessment, it's just absolutely maddening. Right. Because yes, I can see all the good stuff, but I also just see him psych himself out and overhit and, and just sort of like get, in over his skis, you know, constantly where he just, he just stresses himself out and just kind of, um, right. Like I hope he never takes a pen again, for example. Right. It's just not, um, he, that, just, he gets that's, too, too amped up. The missed pen is kind of a dagger into the double game week. I think because yeah. what, uh, what Tony has is guaranteed pens and he is excellent at converting them. And Darwin, you have a question mark over whether he takes the next pen for Liverpool, uh, for all the reasons that you just outlined. If if Darwin had made that pen two game weeks ago, then you would feel more certain that he would take the next one, even convert it, yeah. and it gets him closer into uh, uh, it gets him farther ahead from Tony in this debate. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that um, I'm going to spend a couple more days thinking about it. I think that um, I I kind of want. I don't know. I, I just think it's tricky. I, I suppose I ultimately kind of do want Darwin. But I really don't want to be in a position where I, I add yet another player that I'm going to have to drop in yeah. in 26. And so I think for me, it's I'm probably going to get one more Liverpool player, um, and but probably not two because if I the situation for me right now is that if I if I bring in two Liverpool players, right? So I have three Liverpool players. That that means I've got three so that's three players who don't play in 26 plus Cole Palmer, right? So that's four, plus Pedro Porro, that's five, plus Jamal LaSalle's, right? Because I can't count on him starting um, either. So that's six. So I'm, I'm down six players that don't play in, in in 26. If I if I you know bring in two Liverpool players, if I bring in one, I'm still at five, which isn't great. So it actually is an argument for just going ahead and, and, and taking a, a minus four, right? Because um, might as well just get another double game week player and, um, you know, and then, and then just sort of, mm-hmm. um, give myself like a, a chance basically to, to kind of get a huge match from somebody. Right. Like maybe I bring in Van Dyke and he, um, scores a, scores a header or something like that. I don't know. I just, I think, okay. okay so we're talking about like the big names here are, you know, is there anybody who's a little under the radar, like somebody that we think, um, that we're just not really talking enough about like, uh, like one player that comes to mind is uh, Luis Diaz who, um, you know, got a, had a three bonus point performance. I thought he played, had had some really nice moments in the match. Uh, He's another fun player. He's kind of like, he might be my MFFA player of the week, Brandon, because he's just sort of a, (laughs) I just love the, like the, every time he scores a goal, it's like the side of him comes out, you know, this kind of like a fire breathing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, he's, he's an easy player to, to root for, for sure. Yeah, and uh, I like that Jota, Diaz, and Darwin all scored against Burnley. Yeah. <laughs> just good, good. Yeah, good for uh, hashtag um, 
what drama hashtag something it was why, dramatic. Am, I, why am I saying hashtag so much I don't know <laughs> yeah yeah you just discovered social media it's fine that's cool uh <laughs> I, I think that he yeah he got drowned out by all the Joe to talk and yeah he, I think the issue also with Darwin is you say I'm not Darwin uh, with Diaz is you say where am I going to put him especially if you yeah. already have Jota so Saka, a city midfielder, whether it's De Bruyne or Foden, plus the immovable object that is Cole Palmer. That I, 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 I don't even. This is like I have told everyone who has asked me, should I bench Palmer? I have told them never bench this man. I will consider benching him in game week twenty five, though I don't of think. Of course, I, I don't think I really. Will. <laughs> no. I, that's I, that's wild. I mean, uh, I'm I'm not only am I considering benching him, I'm considering just sort of dropping him because uh, he doesn't play in 26 either. So I mean, there there yeah. would be the reason yeah. to if you could if you could turn Palmer into Luis Diaz. That's a very interesting move, I think. Yeah, which which I could, um, and so that would be. That would be one one possibility as well. Um, would just be to, would just go that route again. Uh, it just it feels like is it too clever? That's the only worry, right? Is it's like yeah. Darwin's right there, uh, even 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 Tony is right there, and then I'm kind of going with Diaz. Like it's sort of um, I don't know. What about like anyone else? Like are there there's there are no other Brentford players besides Dave and Tony, right? That we would consider. What are we gonna talk about Norgard here? Uh, I don't yeah. see that happening. Let's see. Let me. I'm. I'm gonna. Let me. Let me actually bring up uh, a screen of the Brentford players, and we can do just like a a, a quick shopping trip there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And here we go. Here we go. Vamp for me, Josh. Well, yeah. I was gonna say shout out to the to the Russell Crowe comparison that I got um, in the in the comments. What? Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> No, you should, I, you know, uh, you should be saying that more often, Brandon, cause that is something that I, uh, that I, I should be cultivating more. I need to perform my own version of a uh, 30 odd foot of grunts. That's the, uh, mm-hmm. number 30 odd foot of grunts, the Russell Crowe bar bands that I, I used to was bring it, that was up it all grunts the time. or grunt, a singular grunt is, it's the I think thir- it was. I think it was with an S, but I don't know. We'll, have to, we'll, we'll look that up later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah let's look it up later. <laughs> well, fair, fair enough, Mister uh, Angry Guy in a Car. That was the last Russell Crowe movie, right? Where he was just like a, a road rage guy. Do you, do you suffer from road rage? He was in the Pope's Exorcist. That was. Uh, I, I still actually want to. I want to see that. Actually, that looks like a fun movie. All right, check out these Brentford players. That was some uh, excellent vamping there, Josh. Thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Uh, so we, we've got Mbomo, not not fit. I guess Mateus Jensen is is the uh, midfielder who, I guess, has put up the best fantasy points. But mm-hmm. uh, the returns are few and far between. He's had one assist since game week 12. Yeah. So get that off my screen. It's hideous. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, there's nobody, right? I mean, there's, there's, let's just, let's just make it very simple. There's, there's nobody. I mean, the problem is the only double, again, this, this goes back to 26 and how your team is set up, but the only double game weekers that play in 26 are the Man City ones, right? Luton don't play, uh, Chelsea don't play. And, um, and obviously Liverpool don't play either. And so I, I think that does create a, a huge dilemma, right? Because, um, I mean, Luton at least is a little more acceptable, I think, because you, you're getting that bonus double, right? So it's if you bring in if you bring in Ross Barkley or Alfie Doty, 
yeah, you, you, you know, you, you create a little problem for yourself in 26, but then you do have home bill in 27. So, you know, like would have been a worse fixture 10, 15 weeks ago, but now I think that's, that's okay. You could, you could, they could possibly win that given their improved form palace away. I mean, palace have just decided they're going to basically, I don't even really know, just kind of write it out and hope they don't get real. I mean, like it's a weird, whatever's going on there. Right. We'll see. We'll, we'll see how they look tomorrow. Uh, and then, you know, and then they have, uh, yeah, I mean, and then the, the palace away is, was one of two matches in the double for 28, right. Palace away, Bournemouth away. So, um, I think that, you know, Ross Barkley is a player that I would definitely, that I would consider. He's just, he's just, he's just shooting so much. Um, right. He's available for cheap, um, has had a nice run, uh, three attacking returns in his last five matches. Um, so, you know, two goals and two assists for him, uh, only three goals and four assists on the season, but he didn't really play much until uh, about midway through the season. That's when he sort of locked in a spot in the, in the starting 11. I mean, Ross Barkley is sort of infamously a real, um, extreme high, extreme low type of player, right? Like can, can have a couple of absolute standout matches and then you just, and then just blanks for 10 weeks in a row, right? Like, I mean, he's been around, he's been in the Premier League for a long, long time, Brandon. I mean, going yeah. back, he was getting minutes as far back as 2011, 2012, which I think is the first year you and I actually started doing, I guess maybe it was 10, 11, 10, 11 when we started yeah. doing, doing, but you know, so going all the way back to then and then he, um, yeah, and then he kind of disappeared for a while. But he had—I mean, he, he's had some moments. He got double-digit assists back in sixteen, seventeen. And you were—you were telling me earlier. You remember every single one of those eleven assists in yeah. sixteen, seventeen, which They're is playing incredible. Constantly I don't know if you in wanna, my mind, it's a nightmare. Yeah, I don't know if you want to go through them one by. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, if, you, if, if, it's, if it's constantly playing in your mind, I don't want you to have to you know relive that. So let's yeah, not. Yeah, I have a, you know, I have a through that. trauma basically. Uh, <laughs> you know, the body the the body keeps the score, uh, especially when all you think about are I Ross know. Barkley. It's a, it's a it's a haunting expression. I wish you didn't use it all of the time, but yeah. I think that it's the, it's, the case it's, I'd it's make yeah. for Ross Barkley is the one I made uh, to myself about Thomas Suchek months ago. Was you yeah. know going back to the whole benching of Cole Palmer when you have when when you're faced with benching dilemmas every game week deadline. It's good to have a fifth midfielder who is good for something, but you don't like totally respect. And mm-hmm. that's Thomas Suchek for me like him as yep. a player, but I don't totally respect him as a fantasy asset, but I'm not yep. mad when he works his way into my starting 11 or comes off the bench. Same with Ross Barkley. And that frees you, your mind up to not have to constantly question, do I start a player like Cole Palmer who, um, gets into this, this form. So I like that the, I like a guy like Ross Barkley who alleviates you of benching head headaches and non doubles, non, non double game weeks. Yeah, that's fair. And I actually, my squad, I, I have a little bit of a, just because of various injuries and things like that. I have a kind of eight, I have eight starting caliber players in my, in my 11. I think partially because of the, the AFCON, like when, when Sun and Saul left, right, we all had a little yeah. extra money to, to spread around our squad. So, um, all right, Brian, well, I think we're, you know, we're, we're I kind of want to start looking a little, little ahead here. I do want to actually shout out quickly because we've got some new uh, Patreon supporters this week. So um, here, just, just so that you don't have to look at our faces the entire time here, Brennan, I'm going to share the um, uh, the fixtures for Game Week 25 so that everybody can, can remember uh, what that looks like. Um, all right. So we have, um, but before we do that, Brendan, I want to quickly shout out, we started the uh, Premier League, non-Premier League kit contest 
on Saturday. So that was our, our kickoff, our second half league for new patrons. I don't know where you and I are doing that. We've got to be doing okay. You, you might be near the top. You're having a spectacular <laughs> start. Uh, so congrats, congrats to you. Good time to uh, do well, I, right? Yeah. Uh, but I did want to shout out uh, David Paul, JT, JP. These are two different people, Brandon. What? We don't. We rarely get initials <laughs> like this. I even like looked it up. I was like, nope. We have a a JT and a JP who who became new Patreon supporters this week, as well as Timu Puki. Now I'm going to assume that that's not a fake name, Brandon. That's the actual Timu Puki. Did he uh, did he uh, join at the Timu Puki tier, of which we do have? <laughs> uh, I can't remember that, but his his email address was was Timu at Puki.com. So let's assume uh, that he yeah, was the whole, uh, the whole the real, Puki family the real, has a, their own the domain real deal. Name. Yeah, I forgot exactly. about that. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, anytime we get patrons this late in the season is really, um, is, is great because, um, you know, obviously it's, uh, what, what you tend to get around this time of the year is, is you get a lot of rage quitting, Brandon, you know, you see it in <laughs> yeah. the discord, a lot of sayonara is like, Oh, it's been fun. Yep. Uh, I'll see you guys, see you guys in August. So, uh, the second half league, everyone was kind of excited about it. And, and there were some great, sh- uh, kits that were shared on the discord too. So you can still see those. If you, if you want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash always cheating, uh, to do so. There's a bunch of different pledge levels and that gets you access to the discord as well as the bonus podcast that we do each week. So we'll talk more about double game week 25 on, our Thursday uh, evening pod. Um, but Brandon, I just, you know, looking ahead one last time here to, to 20 to 25. I mean, can you see any, are there any, this, I feel like this is a question that often comes up in these double game weeks. Are there any single game week players that you would consider? Is there, is there anyone that is, uh, you know, I mean, I, cause I, there are some pretty solid matches out there for the for the single game weekers yeah. right and i i guess but i guess we just kind of i mean like arsenal arsenal way to brentford that feels like a burnley like, I, I, or uh, burnley excuse me it feels like there'd be a real legitimate conversation around whether you should campton um soccer soccer right. for a match like that and yeah. it feels like that's kind of the table now that fixture does stand out to me as it, c- it could be another big scorer for arsenal fantasy assets assets but the yep. the perpetual problem with them is and we saw we saw that against West Ham is they just spread all the fantasy points around. I mean, I'm thrilled, ecstatic even as a Saka owner. But Odegaard got his points. Rice got his points. Almost every defender. I think Ben White ended up with an assist. Like almost every defender, uh, yeah, had an had an attacking yeah. return. That's a, a, sh- a very shady assist for him. It was a uh, you know <laughs> the ball just kept rolling, uh, but it was. It's like a, a, well, I don't know. Maybe there was a dummy there. I need to rewatch it. It felt like Odegaard just didn't get to the ball uh, and then, then Rice got it. Right. Whatever. I mean, you know, it's fantasy. It's fine. It's all good, man. So it's yeah, I, I, I guess if you didn't already have Saka, then, you know, maybe you go, you go get him at last because yeah. he, Arsenal are just going to be in a groove while we negotiate the doubles and the blanks and we won't have to worry about our Arsenal assets at all, which is nice. Yeah, it is. Um, I know part of me is uh, I, I, I suppose I could have I could have kept the faith of Odegaard. It was just it was just hard after all of those blanks. And I, you know, uh, you, again, you just don't want to be too results dependent. I mean, yeah. Did I lose points in that transfer? Yes. Um, did I make what I think was the right decision? Yes. And so as long as you feel yeah, I feel good about the decision. So I'm just I'm going to try not to, like, kind of get too caught sure. up in the. It's not over yet. Friends. I mean, the, yeah, I think you yeah. brought in Jota. Uh, for exactly. the, the appealing Burnley fixture, but the double most importantly. Yeah. I think the moments of frustration for me come when I make a transfer out of like, 
annoyance. Like yeah. I'm annoyed they haven't returned. And so I'm going to drop them. Right. And the, those, those are the ones that are, that tend to be the mistake. Uh, just looking at the, 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 um, the fixtures though, I will say, um, man city. So they play on Tuesday and then they play the evening match on Saturday. Right. I mean, it's, it's, you know, 1230 us time, but you know, five, so it's a late, you know, the late match on, on Saturday and then they play again on Tuesday. So it's a, it is a, it's a lot of matches, right? It's, it's three matches in eight days for Man City. Uh, and, and they have a lot of squad depth. There's a lot of rotation. So I really think it's, you know, it's really important to, if you don't have three Man City players, or even in my case, there's still a possibility that I would get cute, right? And sort of, you know, possibly try to find a way to, to bring in, um, KDB and turn Alvarez into Darwin, right? Um, and like if Alvarez plays the full 90, um, on Tuesday in the, in Copenhagen, I have to feel not great about his chances for starting at least one of these two matches as and you know, if Holland, uh, or, you know, if KDB is benched again, the thing is, I don't think we will see KDB benched now. Right. Because I, I don't know why it just seems unlikely that you would need to bench him two consecutive matches. Right. So, so that, I think, I think people who own KDB are in a slightly tricky spot now. Right. Because I, I think he starts on Tuesday, like this coming Tuesday, and then is benched in at least one of the two matches in, in game week 25. Um, and so I think I, you know, so I, I think it's the, 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 and the reason I bring this up, I mean, I, a, it's just interesting to, to think about and B it, it really is tricky, I think, to figure out if there are any alternatives to Holland for the game week 25 captaincy, right? Because there anybody, like, if you just want to be a little bit different, right, and just go like a little off the map, are there are there options for on Man City? Are there options on Liverpool? Uh, I think Darwin, it's just, it, to me, it would be like way too crazy to go Darwin over Holland. Jota, I could at least maybe see. Foden, I mean, I don't know. Foden probably has a good chance of of starting both the matches, right? So maybe he's like a slightly different captain option. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't triple captain anyone, but but um, but um, but Holland. Yeah, Holland. I, I yeah, the penalties are something I think to definitely consider on a triple captaincy, which is why Jota feels okay just as uh, a captaincy but not a triple one i wonder if yeah. if you really if you really want to jump start your season you're like lagging and, and and you're not happy with your overall rank to save the triple captain and to just try to fade holland and go for a liverpool captain option like jota and i think jota's consistency of yeah. fantasy returns match week to match week is what augurs for him and yeah. uh, and, yeah. and these fixtures for Liverpool are so enticing. We we uh, uh, Brentford and then hosting Luton. Now the Liverpool went to Kenilworth Road and had a tougher match against them, but I think that's a bit of a home and away situation. So I yeah. I, I think you, you could see Jota scoring at the same yeah. level as Holland this week. I think you could. I. I and you know, I'll be full disclosure. I I will be captain in Holland, and and in fact, I will almost certainly be triple captain in Holland this week. You love but a thought I, exercise, I know that, though, Josh. Well, exactly because I, I think that there are people who just don't want to do that, right? For for one reason or another, right? I mean, not not always because, and partially sometimes it's because people there are people who just the fun of the game is to be a little bit different, right? And sort of and sort of consider some possibilities. So I you know I think if I were I think Foden would be somebody maybe just because we saw it's he's so funny because it, it, it's 
I mean, we saw in the Everton match. I, it felt like he didn't touch the ball. Like, I feel like I didn't see, I think he played the full 90 or maybe, I don't know. Maybe he got subbed off late, but he was pulling the strings, man. Yeah. The guy behind the guy behind the guy. Yeah. Pulling the strings in a match where, where Man City got two shots. So uh, I don't know what that's, <laughs> what that says about his awesome string. I mean, maybe, I guess they had probably more shots than the two shots on target anyway. Um, I thought Doku was, was whatever. Like it was fine. He wasn't uh, really doing much once wow. he got the ball on the left. But, he well, he wasn't mean, doing much. He was absolutely roasting the entire left yeah, side and of every the pitch. Shot, every shot was blocked. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, can't like, be so results throw, oriented throw though. In, yeah, but I mean, like, throw a box in that somebody, like, you know, if you if you're, if every if every time you get in the corner, you're just you're just putting a ball in that like immediately gets booted away. No, I don't know. I, like, I, what I, I don't see that it that is. way. You're you're stretching the defense and you're changing the shape there and bringing other players into it, and you're creating uh, an overload on on the, on one side of the pitch well, or the other. And that's that is true. I just I, the, as, I as far know, as that, an, a fantasy asset, I mean, Doko just ain't it. I, I would agree with you on that front. Sure. Yeah. A little too, um, uh, yeah, like a little bit like Grealish last year, right? Yeah. Kind of the same thing where Grealish got tons of minutes and it didn't really turn into a, a fantasy asset. So yeah, I think we're still in the same spot. I, I you know, I, I think that you could make an argument for, um, I mean, Ake, is there any, would you, would you consider Ake? Is he yeah. like, uh, yeah, yeah. Is he the one maybe? He's the one consistent starter, and he can. He's, I guess, he's like the only outlet for an, a Man City defender who gets attacking returns. Uh, the rope there is rotation now with the fullbacks. Guardiola has never been a con- totally consistent starter, and Walker is suddenly, after all the news stories about him, is is become a risk. Uh, Akanji finally gets a start and doesn't even make it. To the 60th. Minutes or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> classic. Like classic. Totally crap. brutal, yeah. though. I can't imagine anyone has a kanji in their fantasy team. Please sound off no. in the YouTube chat. I think Ake, I think, I think Ake is the only one you could really trust. I think that um, with all this Kyle Walker, it's just not, it's just not worth the risk now. Ederson, not worth the transfer. Um, yeah, it's tricky. I think, um, I don't know. I Alvarez getting, dropping Alvarez is not like at the top of my like it's not something I want to do, but it's it it might end up being the best move. I, I just need to think a little. I need to spend the next couple of days thinking through what I want to, how I can make them. I, because I just don't want to be in a situation where I go all in in twenty five, and then twenty six rolls around, and it's like absolute chaos, right? And I'm just like, oh my god, I have I, I need at least a minus eight to field even a full eleven here. And maybe yeah, honestly, maybe the answer is you just field ten players, right? I mean, God, how many times this season have I had? Yeah. Um, 10 defenders or, or, what, or what it felt like 10 players. Cause I got a zero from a defender, right? That happens practically every week so far this season. So, um, uh, so I'm not, I'm not overly worried about that. Um, any other kind of final thoughts here, Brandon, before we end this, uh, end this I think conversation, ju- I think just jumping off of what you just said there, don't sacrifice your investment in this double game week, just because you're afraid of the, who blanks in the, game week 26. 26 sure because i think what you feel like you might lose in game week 26 is nothing compared to what you could gain with the yeah. doubles in game week 25 yeah. these are the two best yeah. teams uh with best attack well listen i i don't i can't offend i i can't offend arsenal supporters there's two two of the best teams in liverpool in city coming into game week 25 yeah. this is this yeah. is catnip and then, yeah, you pulled up here yep. the fixtures for game week 26. I, I think with blanks, 
you could just look at how are how could you take current superstars in your fantasy team to just totally maximize 26 even with like nine players you hit the captaincy like if we had if if we captain holland and he gets a brace against bournemouth in game week 26 you'll do fine you will probably get a green arrow through game week 26 so all right well that's that's, i'm not i'm not worried i'm not stressed i'm too stressed i'm too blessed to be stressed man I just realized we have a late game uh, in game week 26 as well. Oh, that's fun. That's a, a I, I wish they did that more often. I, I want more evening, like late night, mid like weekend matches like this, just selfishly as an American. I, there's nothing like a, a 3 p.m. I, I mean, I know 3 p.m. is still pretty early, but but like, you know, there's no the NFL is gone. I think it's um, I think this next weekend it's going to be um, NBA uh, All-Star Week. Oh, actually, no, this is two weekends from now. But um, yeah, we're, we're we're entering a period, Brandon, where the Premier League can be the ascendant league, okay? NFL's done. College football's done. Uh, NCAA tournament hasn't started yet. I'm talking about America here. Um, and uh, NBA playoffs don't start for a couple more months still. So uh, let's get, you know, we've got a nice run also of, of weekend matches before the next international break. So uh, a lot, a lot to come. I'm excited. I'm excited about 25. I'm excited about, uh, I just, I'm just feeling good about, about the game. Um, we all got through January matches are back weekend matches. Um, so um, good luck to anybody who has Palmer, uh, including both of us uh, in 20, um, for the final match 24 tomorrow. Um, I suppose there's some other, I, I saw a couple, there's a handful of Malo Gusto, et cetera. I mean, you were tripled up and fairly <laughs> yeah. recently. I mean, just, yep. just one for you though, tomorrow, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm a recovering Sterling and Caldwell owner and, <laughs> and that's fine. Yep. And that's good. Yep. Uh, that's good. Yeah. Chelsea just like a totally fascinating club this season. Uh, I, I'm watching with interest. All right. Well, let's sign off here, but Brandon, before we do, do you want to thank our producer patrons? Yes, as always, you can support the cheaters at patreon.com slash always cheating. We'd like to thank our top producer patrons, Mike DePetra, Trevor Ingerson, our buddy Chris Howell, Bob Escoon, James Holland, Dave Wigner, Lodal, Nick Wright, Lazarus Yanos, Jesse Halstead, Bruce Kerr, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Todd Byerly, Andy Portlock at FBL Merch, Kerry Swanson, Jefferson Turner, Buffalo Wild Mings, Francis Moore, Sam Shower, Caleb Robbie, Vulgar Paulson Kruger, Alex Holcomb, James Keatley, The Saint, Bob Fox, Craig Jackson, Shalin F. Kadakia, Terrence O'Donnell, Heath Cram, Thomas Tislov, Noah Louise, Travis Grant, Linus Vennerstrom, Dan Parsons, James C., Matthew Skinner, Fro Jacobson, Brennan, Daniel Hart, Lolly, Ben Coombs, Eric Kite, Gareth H., Rune Sandberg. Rate, review, subscribe to Always Cheating, wherever you get your podcasts. We're now doing these live on YouTube. Thank you to everyone who joined us what on the life. YouTube what live. Yeah, we, we want to buy the whole YouTube a Coke right now um <laughs> we'll be we'll be doing these more frequently uh we record sundays so watch out for our, our social media uh, basically go to twitter if you want the link or go to our youtube page youtube.com slash at always cheating uh where you can watch this post facto anyway to see our faces and the pod will continue to roll out as it always does on our podcast yes. stream we're still up yeah exactly we're still it's yeah. we're still you know podcast first but you know, if we're going to record these, might as well do them on the YouTube while we're doing it too, just for, for people who prefer that experience. Yeah. And listen, just to show that we interact with the chat, uh, shout out to uh, Whales of Bitcoin who had Nathan Ake for Game Week 24. We love it. We love to see that kind of uh, excitement in the chat. Uh, thanks again, Josh. I will see you on Thursday for our Patreon pod. Sounds good. All right. Talk to you soon. Thanks, everybody. Bye. 
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.